0: following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Am I coming in clear? Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, We'll just go with it. We're going to Joe Rogan it today. So as you can, everybody heard. we are recording so welcome back welcome back to another episode of let's talk but no politics okay I am your host Andrew Lenz and if you can let's see let's play a little guessing game can you recognize the voice that was speaking this is a returning guest Uh, I would say he's probably the most famous podcaster I know but he is here with us today. And before I get into anything, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by Shamwow. Shamwow. What a great product we got going for ShamWow. If you got a spill, it's going to pick it up. It's got nothing on, on Bounty. It is an amazing. It beats out the quicker picker upper. You're going to be saying wow every time you use ShamWow. So thank you, Shamwow, for sponsoring this episode. So Get ready for to find out who the answer, who my guest is for today. And it is the one, the only Mr. Christopher Christopher
0: Walken. <laughs> Love I the sham wow. Moisture suck moisture up. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had to throw That's it. In. <laughs> okay. it's,
1: it's, it's Mr. Christopher Chavez well, from History up. Creeps and everything else. So Today, I figured we will do this one. I got to get you on another episode where we have a little bit lighter of a topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, the first time I was on, we were talking about uh, deaths like that really affected us from from movies and TV shows when we were younger. Um, and we, we, you know, we came close to tears talking about Optimus Prime. Yes. Uh, and then to now today is going to be some fun stuff, because uh, what, what is our topic again?
1: The topic today is news stories that kind of showed us that the world isn't the rosy place that it was meant to be.
0: Right? These are the these are like the news stories that shatter your yes. your what, what your mentality as you're a kid. Like you're growing up, you're thinking, life's gonna be great. All I have to do is grow up, get a job, get married, have some kids, house, white picket fence, dogs, you know what I mean? And as you get older and, you know, we become more inundated with the news, that's not the case.
1: Yes, that's exactly how I felt. My mom never really watched the news. Mm-hmm. So I think I missed out on some news stories. And then we moved in with my grandmother for a while. And it was to the point where the news was a nightly thing. Irv Weinstein was in my house more than some family members where I feel like... Uh, I remember having a TV in the kitchen and we would eat. this was very odd uh we would eat dinner to the news it could only be the news <laughs> and it was That's weird. It was only the news so she would have to we would eat dinner we would watch Irv Weinstein and then we go into the ABC news I believe with Peter Jennings so that's when I got a little bit more of this world is not all it's cracked up to to be there.
0: Yeah. When you said Peter Jennings, I was going to say, um, I remember my grandmother used to put the news on when I was little. I lived with my grandmother when I was probably three, two, between two and five years old. Uh, but I definitely remember her being like loving Peter Jennings. Like he's so handsome. And just like anything he said (laughs) was like gospel. (laughs) But then, dude, again, you know, we grew up with the advent of 24-hour news cycle where it's just like CNN was such a kind of uh, an anomaly that everyone wanted to watch it. You could put it on at any time and see what's going on in the news. You know what I mean? And now now we're just used to it. This is just what the world is. We get news on our phones. We get news in our news feeds. uh, We get news on TV. I mean, we're just kind of inundated with it now.
1: That's... uh... And that's what makes it hard, I think, as a parent. Because there's some stories – I want my kids to know things, but I don't want it to be to the point where the paranoia sets in and yeah. they don't want to even want to go outside because now we get Amber Alert. And I didn't know what it – I honestly didn't know what an Amber Alert was, I think, until I started working at Toys R Us. Wow. So that's <laughs> – I yeah. went – 20 years, I want to say, without knowing what an Amber Alert was.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And now it's something that rings you out of the dead of night as your phone goes off. And
0: yeah, especially now that they tied it to cell phones, you know, they made it so that they could give this alert out immediately. And I believe they also do where they take over digital billboards along whatever you know, whatever area it may have happened. So if you're driving, it'll pop up saying that this is happening or oh, this
1: has happened. It's crazy. That's just so crazy how technology is. Yeah, yeah. I still remember when the internet wasn't invented and I said I had to go to the the library to look something up.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I remember we had a a whole encyclopedia set that whenever you had to do any kind of report, it was like, let me see if it's something I can do from the encyclopedia because I have it right here, right? and We thought we were smooth, like kind of copying lines off of it. And then the teacher's like, I have the same set. (laughs) You got to write it yourself.
1: When I was in the eighth grade, we finally got computers, and a teacher was retiring. Our science teacher was retiring, and we had to do a paper every month or every marking period. And people would just copy it, We'd copy and paste right out of Encarta. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, and he was retiring, so he would just take it. It's like and sure, but my, my dad, my dad was the one that taught me that to just go in there and go, just copy the line, but you know, change this word here and change this word word here. Yeah. And I I had to do a report on lasers one time and <laughs> this is before we had a computer and we never updated the encyclopedia That So it was from like <laughs> it was from like nineteen eighty nine and here it was like in the almost mid to late nineties and I'm writing about lasers and how they were in nineteen eighty nine. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it changed. That's a pretty amazing. quick over the years. That's amazing. just I mean, don't know how good they have it.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It was nice when you didn't know what was going on in the news until, like, you got home and they were put it on in the evening. And then you'd see, like, the biggest headlines. Like yeah. I said, now we just get it all the time. So it's it's rare where something happens where we don't know about it. Where something big happens, we don't know about it, you know?
1: It's right there in front of your face constantly. I just, yeah you can get the notifications uh, i know i get them for for sports not so much for regular news but for sports yeah. some guy gets traded or something that's right there so normally i let my guests go first to talk about their news experience but when you told me yours I was like, there is no way I can go on after this.
0: My first one, my first memory, right? (laughs) Yes, your
1: first memory. There is no way, no (laughs) way I can go on after this. If I was to let you go first, I would just shut it down right now and go, that's our show, folks. It was a short one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So mine was that I can remember was baby Jessica.
0: Yeah, I do remember that.
1: She fell down the the pipe. It was a pipe. Oh well. A oh, well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she fell down the well, and I remember that being the big thing on TV, where it was something something different because it was a baby, and I think I was only maybe. Four or five years old? I can't remember how long ago. it was. 87, right?
0: Uh, 86. Oh, no, no. She was born in 86. Um, it happened in 87. You're right. Seven. October.
1: So I was probably four or five at this point. And I remember vividly watching this. And there's only a couple of things I can remember when I'm four or five. And that's like WrestleManias and baby Jessica <laughs> so, and, and Super Bowls. So you can see where how my brain works. And I remember falling down. And of course, my mother turned it into almost a, like a lesson not to step on certain things and watch where you're walking. And it was it was in the 80s still, so parents still didn't go. Oh my goodness, I'm so thankful you're alive. It was more yeah. or less see what happens. You got to yeah. be careful where you're going. Exactly. Um, I always wanted. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh,
0: did you look this up before we discussed this? No. Cool. I want to ask you if you know Um, this. Do you know how long she was stuck in the well for?
1: Actually, I just, I did it today in history on her page. I want to say she was either 22 weeks old or she was, she was in there for 17 hours, right? 56
0: hours, dude. She was an 18 month old little girl in there for 56 hours. Isn't that that crazy? crazy? Thinking about two and a half days. A uh, 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 barely a year and a half or yeah, year and a half. Good Lord. That's,
1: that's crazy. You yeah, know, yeah. I do remember that too. And malnourishment and everything else going mm-hmm. on in there. Mm-hmm. And I remember they couldn't figure out how to get her out. And I'm thinking, why don't they just pull her up? And, yeah. and you couldn't just pull her out because I think it was something with her arms, the the way that it was narrowed and something like that, or um, plus two, how would she grab anything?
0: Right. Yeah. She... I think I was looking into it and said that they had to drill a thing next to her and that's how long, yes. it, that's why it took so long.
1: And I, re- I remember that. And then there's a picture. I saw a diagram where they show where they chipped into it. And I could still remember the guy in the hole holding her and they're about mm-hmm. to and they're about to go up and this was just like blowing my mind that somebody was stuck in this well for that long of time and that it wasn't just a quick little, you know, you just hop up and that's it. It was people had to do some work there. And I remembered it was just so difficult because they were also afraid they made a TV movie too.
0: Yeah. I remember so that. Too. They,
1: I, okay. Cause I remember there being a TV movie I think I remember a little bit more about the TV movie where they were like getting all things like, Oh my goodness, we got to watch where we break into the pipe or we're going to kill her. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. So the TV movie was like way more heavier, obviously than the actual real life experience I felt because it's a TV movie. That's where, that's where how I remember it is just it being really heavy thinking. Here's this little girl stuck in this well she's all the way down there. the they keep it's not a quick easy fix so that registered in my little head that yeah things are not always as easy as erasing something and also the amount of work and the amount of people that went into just pulling her out of this well and she is alive and well today too it looks like
0: yeah um to speak to that dude that that did put that in your head so anytime even now anytime i think of wells i think about don't fall in because you know what i mean baby jessica like it's a weird thing but it's always it's one of those things like we grew up with these kinds of dangers in the world and some of them never came to pass because i could have swore to god dude that at some point in my life i was going to come across quicksand and it still hasn't happened right but do you remember that was like in everything we watched growing up uh but Wells was one that was realistic.
1: Or the Bermuda Triangle. I figured I would have a problem with that at one point in my life. And uh, here I am 37 years later, and I've never encountered the Bermuda Triangle or quicksand. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Oh, man.
1: That. But yeah, those were just simple little... I think the only thing that got me back to where I could walk over something, even like a sewer grate, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because in my head, if I fell down there... You're good. Maybe I could see the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles live in the sewer. Yeah. So the Ninja Turtles ease...
0: <laughs> and there's a layer. Head. There's pizza. You're good to go down there, dude.
1: Yeah, come on. The Ninja Turtles live down there. Why can't I? <laughs> It, this is probably the only thing that got me to, that got me to the point where I was like, okay, I can walk over certain things, I can do this.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Ninja Turtles, the cure all of everything. So here we go. Let's let's just pull back the curtain. <laughs> yeah. And let's let's hear yours. This is probably the most one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard
0: it's crazy dude um for me the biggest thing the the one that i would remember as my earliest was i was eight years old um and yeah i was eight years old it, what, what year was this hold on 86 yeah 1986 i was eight years old i remember i think i was in fourth grade is, is that fourth grade third grade fourth grade when you're eight years old i can't remember dude uh this was in florida
1: probably you. You're probably in third or fourth because my son's nine and he's in fourth.
0: Okay, yeah, so probably fourth grade, because um, I remember because of my birthday the way it, my birthday's in February and I feel like I was was always older than a lot of the kids or something like that. I can't remember how it went. Uh, anyway, I was eight years old. It was like the fourth grade, third grade. I was in Flor—I lived in Florida. I lived in St. Pete, Florida, uh, which is across the bay from Tampa on the p- little peninsula there. Um, and I remember. The buildup to this was that the uh, the Challenger, the Space Shuttle Challenger, was going to be taking off soon. And it was a big deal because there was a teacher on board. Uh, and I remember this was a huge deal in schools. All the teachers were super proud that there was a teacher on board. Uh, her name was Krista McAuliffe. And, uh, and she wasn't an astronaut. I guess they did this thing for a while where they would bring, um, what do they call them, payloads? where a specialist came on board to to kind of experience it as well and and bring down information with them. Um, so she I don't, I don't I think it was I can't remember how this went. I wish I could remember, but I think there was some sort of competition or a raffle or something that she won. So that's how she was going to get on it. So and it was really cool. It was like I remember all these teachers always being like you know there's going to be a teacher in space. She'll be the first teacher in space and everybody was super stoked about it. So the day this comes up, when when it's time for the Challenger to launch, um, on clear, clear days, even from across the state, if you went out and you looked in the right direction, you could start seeing it show up over the horizon and up into the sky, right? So we've seen, mm-hmm. we had seen uh, shuttle launches before that. So this time we were all going to go see this. And I remember it being early in the morning and our teach was it in the morning or afternoon? I can't remember now, man. But I remember it was cold because it was January. Yeah, it was 1139 in the morning. Um the teacher had us all the kids line up, and we all walked outside. And the school we went to, um, the hallways were not inside hallways; they were all outside hallways. You know, does that make sense? Because uh, I know yeah. up here, well, uh, where I'm at now in Buffalo in the north, a lot of schools here are all indoors; they're all in buildings. But down south in Florida, the hallways are are wide open. I mean, they're they're covered, right? Like carports, but they're but it's open; it's not closed hallways. So we're walking, and I remember us walking all the way out to the playground. And the playground had these, I don't know if you remember how these things, because our playground had mulch and it had buried tires kind of lined up so you could run across them. It's halfway yeah. buried, you know what I mean? Yep. So I remember all of us kind of standing on them and looking and we're looking in the direction. And then all of a sudden, sure enough, you could see this little white, you know, line going up. And that's the just the thrust from behind it. And we're watching it go up and watching it go up. And everybody's all, there she goes, there she goes. We're getting all excited. And then all of a sudden there's this kind of like plume of smoke and then you see the two thrusters go off to the side so it looks like this big giant Y in the sky and I remember every, all of us just started cheering we didn't know what we were watching we thought that yeah. local that we that's what's supposed to happen so we're all cheering and everything's ha- you know we're having a good time and so the teachers are like all right we're all going to go back in and we all line up and we're heading back into the room and as we go into the room the very first thing i remember was one of the teachers that stayed behind sitting behind the the desk was crying I mean, she was crying uncontrollably, and in the front of the room, we had one of. Do you remember media carts, where the big TV would be on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the VH the VHS players, dude. Um, that was in the middle of the room, and it was playing the new, it was playing the live thing. And you could, I mean, I distinctly remember something about something went wrong or something like that. And that's the thing I remember, like her crying and something went wrong, and and immediately, you know, when you're a kid. Like you don't know what it is, but for some reason you're full of fear. You're like, oh my God, this is not right. Something's not right. Like I was full of fear. I don't remember if I found, like I realized then that something like it had exploded, but I know for sure at night when I was home and my parents were watching the news and I remember uh, President Reagan was on TV saying something about it. And I remember just thinking, holy cow, it exploded. And then that was it. Like you saw it on the news that it exploded. Everyone died. There was no survivors. And so the, the other thing I remember about this memory is like maybe a month or two after this, um, Lionel Richie had a song called take a look at me now. And they, they played this song, but with all of these little news clip sounds from the disaster. And it was very impactful to hear it that way. And I remember, uh, going to bed one night and for some reason, the song went in my head and it made me think about that. And I just, just started crying, dude. I broke down crying as a little kid. And my grandmother was, uh, my mom's mom was watching us. Uh, my parents had gone out. So she came in and she's like, what's the matter? And I told her that I was just sad that all those people died. Like they're not going to be able to go home to their, their kids or anything like that. And she's like, well, do you want to pray with me for them? And I was like, yeah. And so we just kneeled down right there and just prayed for their souls. And I'll always, always, always remember that. Crazy.
1: <laughs> sorry it goes over yeah yeah we're done like, that was no. so so i mean not to say the baby jessica thing wasn't thing but just uh, yeah. the, the impact that the challenger is because the baby baby jessica can seems to be more of a want to say novelty but it's not really up there where the challenger is something that it seems like every so often it's talked about. Uh, yeah. ESPN just did a whole special on it with with one of the astronauts that went up there. Uh, I believe just, there's uh,
0: a documentary on Netflix, yeah?
1: Yeah, because yeah, after I heard – well, I heard your story f- – And then I saw that, and I was like, "I think I'm good. I don't think I need to watch the Netflix version. I like the Christopher Chavez story one. This is (laughs) this is this is way better. (laughs) This is what we need on there." So,
0: yeah, I really—that's just—that's kind of—it's it's it's burned in your memory, man. But I think the thing that always I'll always remember is cheering when we saw that because we just didn't know any better. Like we just thought that's that's awesome. That's supposed to happen, you know? Like it was really nuts um, yeah. Then you find out, you know, that was the explosion that we saw and the sidewinders were all flying apart and everything. It was, it's, it's, uh, it's insane.
1: That is just, it's so crazy that you, you witness that. I, I, I have uh, met a couple of people that say they saw it on TV, you know, they watched it in class and everything else, but nobody that's actually, you know, saw it like, there that you're you're the first one that's it's got to be so impactful to especially like i said the, the brain waves and everything else as a yeah. kid you it's so hard to comprehend what's going on and you yeah. cheering and then all of a sudden realizing it's not something to cheer about yeah really you didn't do anything wrong you exactly just didn't know
0: but I'll tell you, I can't hear that Lionel Richie song without thinking of it immediately. Like anytime I've ever heard it since, I'm always, it's the first thing I think of is the Challenger. It's really? crazy. It's crazy how music works that way, too.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> The only thing I think of when I hear Lionel Richie is dancing on the ceiling. Because that's <laughs> like the first. <laughs> I always the remember this video. I remember I Hello.
0: Hello, where yeah. he's with that that just creepy looking sculpture of his face that the blind lady's doing, dude.
1: Lionel <laughs> so, Richie. Oh
0: man, what other headlines do you remember from your youth, dude? Like what else comes to mind? Where that was just kind of like not—it doesn't even have to be impactful, but just almost like whoa, remember when
1: this happened? Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was huge. That's when fourth grade is when we moved in with my grandmother and the news got big like I said to to me and I didn't have um, I didn't have a grandparent or like my mom that held anything back for me Mm -hmm. like I remember being I don't even think I was eight years old and we were living in uh, Niagara Falls and it was downtown and I wanted to know why the lady was punched over like like or bent over into the car window of the guy of the guy's car, and she was like, because she's a hooker. And I'm like, oh, what's a hooker? And she like, just laid it all out there for me. So I got to say, I, 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 I love that about my mom, is she didn't hold anything back. It was just straight, I'm going to tell you. So my grandmother did the same thing. So when the news was on, it wasn't a turn it down or anything else. So when Jeffrey Dahmer happened, to hear somebody that was killing and not only killing but raping, and then drilling holes into their head, I, I'm not sure it's just still populated how somebody could do that. Drilling a hole into a guy's head, pouring acid in there after he drugged him. I think rape him, chop him up, and then yeah. eat him was the whole sequence. And for somebody to do that and they would talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And then you see the picture constantly on TV. That was like, what is wrong with people?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, For real.
1: Like Jeffrey Dahmer was a big, well, in my mind, like just super huge. I know I watch a show on Netflix called dark tourism. You can take the Jeffrey Dahmer murder tour. Oh my God. It was something, though, that I was like, oh, my goodness, I kind of want to do that because I had a friend. Once again, I my, my friend Dave, because his, his dad was severely into um, news as well. So he was the only person that I knew that watched the news, too, and then I watched the news. So we would talk about this. And this is something that we still talk about to this day is Jeffrey Dahmer whenever something is brought up. And... It was just so, like I said, so impactful that somebody could just go out there and just not even just kill somebody, but to go through all those steps to take somebody's life and then eat them. And then he would, he had. I remember seeing the drawings of the altars, bones that he would make, and everything else. And I yeah. believe Jeffrey Dahmer had another TV movie, and my grandmother had us watching that because we were like a one TV household other than the one in the kitchen. And I didn't feel like sitting in the kitchen that night. That's the other thing kids don't understand today either. Oh yeah. Uh, But that was like huge in my mind was Jeffrey Dahmer definitely showed me that the world is not what it's supposed to be. And people are capable of some crazy, crazy thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, One of the things for me, impactful, the OJ, not, uh, not the OJ, the Rodney King the riots, yeah. LA riots, the Rodney King beating. That's one that was super impactful because, uh, I so I grew up in Florida in the South, you know, and, and I also grew up, you know, around, you know, all different communities, African American communities, um, refugee communities. But at that, even at that age, I had never, I had never, um, really experienced much racism or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing I had never experienced. I never remember, um, I remember like my first thinking was just like, well, he, you know, he had to have given the cops a reason to do this. Like cops are good. Like, you know what I mean? Like the police yeah. are good. Uh, so when this went down, I, it went down in, what was it? Nin-
1: 1991. I thought.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 91. Um, 92. So yeah. 91 is when it went down and 92 was the riots. Uh, 91. Oh, so let's see. 91. I'm 12 years old now. So I'm 12, no, I'm sorry, 13 years old, and I'm watching the news uh, and just thinking, obviously, this had to happen. But then as you have heard more and more coming out, uh, you know, it became this thing where it was like, in L.A., there was a big problem with the way the cops were with yeah. the minorities. Like, this was a huge problem. It had been around through, through uh, the 70s, 80s, and it just so happened that this time, somebody filmed it. And so, you know, as you're learning that, I was, I was just like, wow. It, it just, again, it alters the way you see the world. Like, wow. And then I remember it was after this happened that I'd seen the movie Colors. Did you ever see this movie?
1: I've seen it. Uh, it's been years, but I have seen yeah,
0: it. Yeah, but, but it's, again, about the L.A. LA police who are, are uh, you know, basically how they treat, how they were treating a lot of the inner city at the time. Uh, Just kind of the the viciousness behind it. And again, it's immense in your head this happening. Then they go to trial and you're thinking as a kid, we have video, right? This is literally video. There's no way these guys are getting away with this. We're going to see people, you know, the police are going to get put in jail. We're going to see this happen. And it didn't happen. That was another shift of like, wait, What? Like, how is this possible? Like, we're literally watching the excessive use of force. I mean, now I'm older to say that to understand. But at that time, I'm just like, we see these guys beating them up. What the hell, right? Uh, Again, shifts the way I think. And it's very impactful. And then the aftermath. Then the powder keg just kind of explodes. And there goes LA. And that's scary as a kid. Because now you're seeing, you know riots and fire and people shooting and then came the footage of um what was his name the truck driver reginald denny going mm-hmm. through this the the you know the cross the cross section there and and people pulling him out and beating the hell out of him. one guy just throws a cinder block at his head and i just again as a kid it's it's it was flooring it was flooring to think that this is really could be what humanity's like you know um it's crazy it's crazy how it's a lot of times um well, thankfully, for, not a personal experience. So yeah. thankfully, things like this wasn't what made me think this way. It's something that I saw through the news, but it was enough to be very impactful in terms of how I saw the world, how I saw other races, how I saw basically what I thought was okay in the world. Like, hey, I have friends who are black. I have friends who are mm-hmm. Asian. Things, you know, I have no problem with this. But in the on the grand stage, there is a problem with this. Do you know what I mean? And it just yeah. really kind of just shifts the way you see things.
1: I I can fully understand where you're coming from. I've lived in Niagara Falls yeah. my yeah. whole entire life, other than when I moved away and the place that I moved away to. I never experienced... Um, I mean, I'm not going to say Niagara Falls is everybody gets together. There's no racism or anything like that, right.
0: but... You were lucky not to have too much of an impact by it.
1: Yeah. And, but where I moved, did move to, I'm trying not yeah. to say it, but I don't want to say it. I, I noticed there was a different shift where yeah. there wasn't as much diversity. And then I realized how important diversity is to every community, not you knowing the way that people look at each other and everything else. And I needed that. And I, I, Frankly, I missed it there because it, was, it wasn't the same as what I knew. I knew, yeah. you know, my daughter would tell me things that would go go on in her school and what kids would say. And I'm like, are you, you're not doing this, are you, or repeating. And she goes, oh, no, because she knew that what the words that were could be impactful, kind of like in this Ronnie King thing that people got Yeah, people are very misconstrued. And there is there are bad people in this world. There are good people. But the Rodney King, I do remember that because my mother was afraid there was going to be a riot where we lived. And she came and grabbed me and my brother from school. And she's a single mom. And she was not leaving work for anything. We would have to be literally dying. For her to leave work when we were growing up. Yeah. And so for her to leave work, that would one of those things like you said with the teacher, it made me realize in my head something wasn't right. Yeah. And she tried to kind of explain it to me. She says, you know, th- there's gonna be I'm afraid something's gonna happen and I don't want you you to be attacked or anything like that or be in the mix. And I remember yeah. I, I I took a cap gun to school. <laughs> I had it in my bag, <laughs> and I pulled it out, and I was like, "Mom, but I got this!" And she was like, "Nobody's gonna care that you have this cap gun." <laughs> so that's where
0: it's I was bright like, orange. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Didn't even look like
1: <laughs> it was like the bright orange with the red cylinder. <laughs> oh So man. that was like my my thing with the Rodney King.
0: Yeah. My other
1: my my other one was we're kind of like with yours. And now that I'm realizing it more is the whole Waco, Texas, David Koresh thing. Oh yeah. Where there was a standoff and we needed to see David Koresh thought he was Jesus and thought he was God. And then as yeah. you watch more movies and find out more, it would just seem more like an overreactment of the government on something. And as a kid, once again, I thought, okay, this guy's a nut job. He has something going on. He's a cult. He needs to be stopped, whatever and how it goes. And then as I read about it now, I'm like, wow, this was definitely, you got to be careful with certain things.
0: Yeah, yeah, seriously. The trust is way off. I think this is the closest we're getting to politics for this show, yes, this <laughs> without getting was, too political, yeah yeah
1: I was, right? I, I, we we walked the line yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the but these
0: are these are definitely very impactful, right, like again, it just really changed the way you looked at the world in terms of not the safety of being a kid,
1: yes, and that's what I would, that's what the show I want to go with more of the kid thing as, as yeah. well. as uh, I know there's one that we talked about, we should just get into it is the whole oj chase the oj (laughs) trial
0: dude that for me was more more just kind of like i don't know i don't want to say entertainment but it became this this just it felt like just watching a movie every day i'd come home from school and they had the news on and there was more live footage from the courtroom and my mom and dad just being so engrossed in what was happening and then then talking about it afterwards and i was just like this is like i mean this is a lot. This is a lot. The one thing, though, I remember was the, the car chase. It was I remember yeah. I was sleeping because uh, I was in Florida at the time. So it was at, happening out on the West Coast, it, like 4 o'clock over there. So over here, it was like 8 or 9. I was going to bed. Um, and I remember everybody just in the living room, my dad, my mom, and my uncle was down visiting from New York. So they were all in there. And I heard them going, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, what is going on? So I put the TV on, and I'm changing the channels. And then I found what they – I could hear what they were watching. And there it is. There's this little Bronco on a super slow chase with all these cars behind them, dude. And I just remember being a kid going like, Oh, what's going on here? This yeah. is awesome. Cause it <laughs> used to be super awesome. Whenever you saw car chases come on the news, right? You'd be like, Oh, here we go. And you're watching it go through the streets and the cops are chasing. This is going super slow. And I'm like, what is going on here?
1: <laughs> when, uh, when retro, it's so funny. Hit it and how it's ingrained into me today. And I think a lot of other people is you meant, the uh, the entertainment behind it and the yeah. oj dream the, the dream team of lawyers yes and when when matt and johnny were saying they were gonna they were gonna su retro pop was gonna sue, sue this show <laughs> for the ripoff. and i'm thinking to myself well who would i get as my dream team but i wanted to do only pop culture lawyers so that Just was like
0: oj's team
1: yeah <laughs> I think Johnny Coghoun's not there. The OJ trial made the Kardashians.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's weird that that spawned from that, right?
1: Yeah. The other funny thing, I got. To, uh, I worked, when I when I lived in Niagara Falls, I worked for an auto recycler and we would get uh, wrecked cars in and they would just be destroyed and buy them at auction. So what was ever in there just became property of us because we bought it. So the guys that would dismantle everything would go through the cars, get the spare change out, try and find money. They would find CDs. One guy found a computer. There's some other things on here. trying to keep a PG that we found. (laughs) (laughs) But one of my friends found Buffalo Bill shaped cutting board signed by Al Cowling. Oh, that's crazy. He couldn't make out the name and I'm looking at it. I go, that's Al Callings. And he goes, and he was younger. And he goes, I don't know who that is. I was like, Well, you played for the Bills, but he drove the Bronco. <laughs> yeah. I was like, You have a piece of like, you have the autograph of the driver of the white Ford Bronco oh. right here. I was like, You need to like figure out if it's maybe worth $10, maybe worth $50. It could be worth something to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll keep it for it. yourself.
0: Donate it or something, maybe to a museum or something, dude. Yeah. Um, I do remember also all the people. With the with the signs Go Juice, Juice is loose. Remember those yeah. signs and people would say that? Oh man. But when you were talking about the lawyers, it, it did. This thing be made stars of just regular everyday people, Judge Ito. Remember that dude? Yes. Like, he was he was the judge, and he was the no-nonsense guy, and everybody was watching this guy to see how was he going to judge things as as they're presenting their cases. Uh, Marsha Clark, I right. think her name was, Christopher yep. Darden. Dude, look at this. I remember these names. Christopher Darden. Um, yeah, Kardashian. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Johnny, so look at the impact this had, too. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but yes. – the right the, the lawyer on the, on the yeah so he has you know Johnny Cochran literally is an influence for the character on Seinfeld. Uh, I always love that episode where um, Kramer gets a sunburn and he's gonna oh no it wasn't it was the hot coffee and they were gonna oh, yeah. sue and get all this money and he used some like bomb and it went away and he's like who told you to put the bomb on did I tell you to put the bomb on who told you to put the bomb on and he was like like a dead on Johnny Cochran man but that was the how influential this piece of media was this moment in time when it comes to news and just the way we treated this because we made i feel like this is one of those few things that really turned news from this is fact this is what's happening right now to more sensationalism let's let's spin more story to it. i mean i know there's always been spin to news but it feels more like this was something that turned it more circus like
1: yeah and uh you mentioned even like seinfeld yeah, because my favorite one is the one with the bra. So Lane is Where's the bra? The shirt. And he's, like, the and, 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 he's, and he's sitting there. He's so mad because they had made her put the bra on over the shirt. And he's like, he's like, oh, the bra. That's got to go against the skin. <laughs> it can't go over the skin. It's like a glove. You got to put. It, <laughs> you got to put it against the skin. And <laughs> you I, did, that was the big thing was the yeah. glove. Would the glove fit? And it. Even Cato Kalen. Can we talk about real uh, quick? Dude, yeah. Like think he made about a these. Star names. Out of him.
0: He was a, he was literally a couch surfer. This dude that was just mooching off people became a star overnight.
1: Yeah. Too he funny, was, dude. He was uh I think he was in like some late night Skinamax movies too. As well. <laughs> After like a lot of this stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, dude. All yeah. of this stuff, man. Probably. For
1: even know you who said that?
0: It, rem- it reminded me of another news story from our youth man. Uh, are we moving on from this one? Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> All right. So uh when you said the porn thing, dude, do you remember the Lorena Bobbitt thing?
1: Oh my goodness. When
0: that happened, that was I like a
1: forgot about holy cow. <laughs> and he was working in a bar in Buffalo, too. Was he really? Yeah, John Wayne Bobby was working in a bar. I remember this. Oh my this, god! Okay, we're gonna go into this if there's any kids. The Remind <laughs> 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 me to tell Matt we'll to keep, hate you for this one. We'll keep it as
0: G as possible, <laughs> PG as possible.
1: We'll, we'll keep. We'll go. We'll we'll make a 1980s PG.
0: There you go. <laughs> so it's Porky's.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But man, I just remember like, especially being a guy. Okay. Like just thinking, what? Like, are you allowed to, you're not allowed to do that.
1: I always thought about the two cops that had it, the people that had to go out and find it. Okay. And then like the two guys finding it and I could just imagine the conversation because this is probably what I would do. Like if I found it and I was with another guy, I'd be like, okay, I found it. You pick it up.
0: I'd be like, "Uh Oh, you pick it up. (laughs) You found it. You pick it up
1: there had to be at least a 20 minute conversation and finally somebody was just like some and the supervisor first, had to first come thing over
0: doing is taking the pen out of their pocket and trying to pull, go underneath and balance it on the pen.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get like one of those litter picker. Oh, <laughs> like
0: like little dog scoopers, <laughs> the, the little clawed dog scoopers. Oh God. But yeah, when you said the thing about oh. the late night movies, man, that reminded me because afterwards, you know, uh he had surgery and had it, um, reattached and then started yeah. doing adult films i'm like what is once with this what was with it feels like the 90s were this time of when when headlines made it people tried their best to capitalize as soon as they could you know what i mean yeah. they tried to become like these these media stars
1: and that's all that's that's all it was and it that, but that was also where the internet was still kind of new so if you did do that hmm it would kind of get on the internet and you people yeah. would talk about it more and everything else. Because that was like a big thing. That was almost like when now we've already broken down that wall. It was almost like when somebody would become famous and then all of a sudden they would pose for Playboy. If somebody's exactly. like they pose for Playboy today, you're like, whatever. Yeah. I, you're like, okay, that's cool. Everybody's done it. But back then you were like oh my goodness, they're going to post for Playboy. Yeah, it
0: was a big deal.
1: Especially if you're in, kid you know, yeah. a, a male child you're like oh my goodness i gotta see this i gotta figure yeah. it out and then yeah, you're yeah going to your friends dads and everything else and, try <laughs> and find out where you can get this Did he get the next issue yet no yeah. come on <laughs> i was raised by a single mom i was very deprived in that
0: category uh, that's amazing yeah well my dad wasn't that kind of guy so i mean and if he was he hit it very well we didn't see stuff like that so but yeah dude i remember that in the news just being like you're not allowed to do this. There's no way. I, well, obviously you're not allowed to do this, but it was yeah. just, again, one of these things where, wow, I guess that's just not off limits. Better be and careful. Is,
1: I think that was probably the next one after the OJ where I can remember watching like court TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was. would be
1: on court TV and that was like the mm-hmm. next thing and everything else. The I think the only thing I got to say that kind of smoothed over a lot of things when I was a kid news-wise was good old... Saturday Night Live. Yes. And In Living Color. Oh my God, yes. I was just thinking about that with nothing too political, but the whole political climate going on today. When I was a kid, my only representation of George Bush was yeah. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Not going to do it. Not going
0: to do it. That was his little I, thing. I,
1: I really thought he did all that, but it wasn't true. It, it was, was like he said it
0: I, once in passing, and they latched onto it like, this is great, do that.
1: There's really great Saturday Night Lives of the O.J. Simpson trial, where Mike Myers <laughs> plays Judge Ito, and Tim <laughs> yes. Meadows does Al Kellys, and all he says is, like, oh, I'm, K- I'm AC, damn it. <laughs> and, they, yes. and they ask him about DNA, and he does like the whole – I can't even say it, but like the whole, like, di- do you know what DNA is? Yes, I do. It stands for Deoxel DI- whatever do yeah. damn it and after everything was damn it. And that I think <laughs> that was the only thing that I could make light of anything. Like the Rodney King, it was so heavy. Living Color would,
0: attack, would, would, would have sketches for that. And you're right, dude. Yeah, this was as a kid – it was those things that made us, even though our 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 kind of psyche was shifted, right? Our our what we thought the world was was changed or tainted. This made it the the fact that they could make us laugh at it made it almost a little bit easier to heal and move on from the shock that this isn't what the world is. You know, you're right. Yeah. You're so right on that, dude. That stuff was good stuff.
1: That's the only thing that made me kind of go back into that little rose color world of anything else. I remember they did one. What was the lady? Where she killed the baby by shaking it or something? And yeah. they had the lawyer, and they had the lawyer, and they did, they did her. Where she came to go visit the lawyer, and he couldn't get the catch of the bottle, so she just started shaking the bottle. And I'm thinking to myself, I should not be laughing at this. But it's so <laughs> right. good. I think OJ came in and started. He was like, no, and he like stabbing <laughs> like the bottle inside the bottle with a oh, knife.
0: God, that's amazing.
1: And so these were the things that. In my mind, I can relate. I can see, and it goes, okay, it's not that bad. If these people can make fun of it, right? Where, as I'm watching it on TV, it's absolute another chaos. But that was the right. only thing that I could register in my brain as a kid was, if Saturday Night yeah. Live's making fun of it, Living Colors making fun of it, it might not be that bad. But
0: exactly.
1: But it was just an escape from it, which made it yeah. better.
0: Yeah, it is. I think that that helped our perspective too, right? Because when you're little, the one story feels like it's the entire world that's crumbling down. Yeah. And, and Saturday Night Live and Living Color and even, you know, even Mad TV for a little bit. A lot of, some of these shows really made it so that they reminded you, pull away. That's a speck on the entire thing of what's happening right now. Yes, it's bad and it's whatever, but it's not as bad because we can laugh at things, you know? Yeah. You're so right on that, dude. That I've I never thought about that, but you're so right.
1: I was just thinking about that the other day with like, I'm getting all getting crazy. This is my escape doing this show and I'm getting all crazy. then I'm thinking about it. I'm flipping through YouTube and I'm watching old Saturday night lives. And I'm thinking to myself, this was when everything was better, when nothing was as serious as it is now. Yeah,
0: no, definitely.
1: All right. You got any? Got any other ones? Or
0: oh man, I mean, I mean, I mean off the top of your head, I, I, there are. But I like where the way the way you left this. Where we're we're kind of on a nice yeah. note, right? The laughing yeah. part of it. That's we don't want to go back
1: into the it. dark. No, we don't. We don't
0: can always do a, a part two in the future. But yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show,
0: dude. I love it. I, I really do. Anytime you want me on, I'm down. I'm I'm back anytime.
1: All right. And to everybody out there, thank you for listening and make sure you visit. Oh, make sure you listen to Chris um, yeah, history, history creeps, creeps. I, and your other shows. We do you History
0: Creeps. Uh, Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Um, I'm sure there's something else I do right now. And I just can't think of it off. Oh, uh, Silence Your Phones, movie review yes. podcast as well. Definitely check out the website, BICBP-radio.com. We have we're pushing almost 40 shows there, Uh, different shows, check them out. There's all kinds of stuff. It used to be strictly pop culture. Then we got some sports in, and then now we've got all kinds of variety. We've got lifestyle shows. We've got ladies, you know, talking, talking to each other and doing their thing. Uh, It's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome place to, if you love podcasts and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to delude myself. We are in a world where there's the Joe Rogans, you know, the tell them Steve Dave's, all these bigger kind of podcasts um, but you know, whenever you're, when you're done and you're caught up and you're like, let me check something new, BICBP-radio.com. You're going to find your next favorite podcast.
1: Thank you. And you know, the new episodes every Sunday for let's talk with no politics. Okay. And, I uh, just started the YouTube doing, got some gaming up there as well. So check that out for let's, uh, let's talk with no politics. Okay. For that as well. And everybody listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
2: Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? do, 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 do. Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those. They sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.